Hey everyone, this is episode two of the Power Circle Project. My name is Karin Kuhner. This is Ross Tour. You might know us from episode one if you watched it. If not, thanks for joining. We got our man here, KG, Karin Gupta. In uh, the house, baby. <laughs> one of the finest members of Falcon Law. So we'd like to welcome you today on this episode. Uh, we're doing this in one shot. It's 5.30 on a Friday. The weather's beautiful, but we're in lockdown, so we have nothing else to do. Totally impromptu. We're yeah. super tired right now, so let's see how the conversation goes. Yeah, all I had today was Red Bull and coffee and nothing else. So yeah. I just had a salad. <laughs> all right, what well, we're going to talk about today is uh, Karin. He, uh, we, go, we call him KG, so when we mention KG throughout this podcast, we're referring to the man himself. Um, so KG came. We're not referring year. to kindergarten. Yeah, we're <laughs> kindergarten. That's my new name in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Karni came um, last year, uh, I believe in July, from India uh, with his family, and he uh, recently purchased a house here. So we're going to be talking about that and a bunch of other stuff. And hopefully, you guys enjoy this podcast. And if you want to connect with Karn or any of us, we'll tell our social media handles at the end, or we'll put it in the description. So KG, what's your background? Well, I come from India, as you guys have put it. So regarding my education, I have done engineering. And although I never, never did anything in engineering, and then I backed it up with MBA. In my last assignment, I was working with Vodafone. Yeah. I worked with Vodafone for a good 10 years. Yeah. I was handling customer retention for whole of Punjab. Yeah, so it was nice customer experience. I handled close to about 6 million uh, customers in that area. So yeah, that was pretty good uh, working there. And I have a small family. I have two kids who have come along with me and my wife. My parents are back in Canada, back back in India, and they plan to come here soon. Yeah, that's about it. And now I'm here for the last seven, eight months, enjoying my time here in Canada. So, KG, I just have to jump in here. I really have to say something. So, uh, you said engineering in India. Now, that makes me think, did your parents force you to go into engineering? Yeah, my father is a doctor. I don't know what happened to him. He, he told that you can be anything but not a doctor. Okay. So in India at that point, about 15, 20 years back, doctor and engineers were the two go-to professions. Yeah. So he told me no to doctor. So I thought the only choice I have is to become an engineer. Okay. <laughs> so you listen to your dad one way or the other. Yeah. I listened to it, but somehow yeah. after doing engineering, uh, so, so this is another part. I came here to Canada as well back in 2005. But then I went back, we went back to India and then I pursued MBA because I always had interest in marketing mm-hmm. and doing something in, in, in field of customer retention, customer services. So I pursued my MBA from Chandigarh, from UBS. It's one, uh, one of the premier institutes in, in India. And yeah, that's about it. And then I had a good run for 10, 12 years in a corporate world. And then uh, I was around 34, 35 when I decided that it's enough. I have had my life in India. So I got this opportunity and I, I shifted to Canada. That's great. And um, with, with KG, we've been always, you know, we went, we got very close over the past few uh, few months here at Falcon Law. So we it's always interesting to hear stories. Yeah. So hopefully we can share some of them with you guys today. If not, more will come in the future. And so. just to have some context, KG works in the capacity of a paralegal with uh, Falcon Law PC. So just, just letting the listeners no, and the viewers. Yeah, so it's another that. shift from engineering to MBA. Yeah, and now to paralegal. Yeah. Uh, so KG, um, uh, where are you coming from, India, and uh, what is your career background? You touched on it briefly. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, I come from Chandigarh. So Chandigarh is a pretty beautiful city in India. Uh, regarding my career background, so I've already talked about it that uh, I was working 
primarily with Vodafone. I worked there for 10 years and my role entailed uh, handling customer retention. So uh, we, we had about 20 circles in India. So uh, each circle had to manage its own operations in, in Vodafone. That's how they go about it. And Punjab region had about uh, 6 million customers. So our main job was to uh, retain those customers so that they keep on bringing the revenues. And yeah, so, so that's about it. it. It was pretty good role. You uh, uh, get to understand the nuances, how and the psyche of the customer, uh, what goes into the marketing, how do you uh, promote your product mix, what things work in the mm-hmm. market. Yeah, so that's, that was pretty good. And uh, then I decided to make this move and come to Canada. It was, it was just a normal thing. I, I still remember we were sitting in an office and one of my colleagues uh, got the immigration to Canada. Mm-hmm. It never crossed my mind to come to Canada after I, I had a short stint in 2005. Mm-hmm. But he just told me that if you have to go to Canada, probably this is your last chance. You were 25, 26. Yeah. And he, he told me about this Express Entry program, which is, uh, which is a pretty quick way to go to Canada. Okay. And then I was just thinking through that I have had my share of uh, life here in, in India, which was pretty good. But for my kids, uh, I'm not saying that India is bad. India is pretty good too. But I just thought of them having uh, experience in a, in a different part of the world. Yeah. So yeah, so, 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 so that is when everything moved around. And you can say that COVID also played a havoc in that ways in my life as well so yeah. it was a pretty good thing i would say that ways so we as a family shifted here last year and yeah it's been pretty good eight months thereafter yeah. well that's that's something different to hear usually when when you talk to people coming from india they're really eager to come to canada or they come out of necessity but the fact that you came out of choice so really like where did that you know that that uh, that choice come from to come to canada yeah, that's a pretty good question. I was actually pretty settled in my life. So so the choice actually was that I wanted to explore myself. Mm-hmm. So there's one way that you, you keep on living a monotonous life which you're living. And there's other thing that you take risk and uh, take take a plunge and do something uh, which, which will help you explore yourself more, which will give your kids a chance to grow in a different country. Right. Uh, tomorrow, if they grow up, they can probably, they have both the options available of living in India or Canada. So yeah, I wanted to explore myself. My family wanted to explore it. They they backed me up, and we made this movie. Yeah. Great. Right. And so, um, one more thing on it. I yeah. so the other thing was that I have I have good friends in Canada. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. I would just put it up that if you have good friends in in Canada, then it's like the biggest asset you can have. Fantastic. And I have pretty good friends in you here. <laughs> always, always. Yeah, I'm being honest on that. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so KG, uh, tell us more a uh, little bit about your family. Uh, you mentioned that you have two kids. Uh, how how are they finding life here in Canada? Uh, they, they they are actually loving it. To be yeah. honest, my my wife and me had like initial hiccups, so we we missed India initial three four months. Yeah. But kids are absolutely enjoying their life. They enjoy here. it here. Yeah. The good part is that we got a good uh, walkout basement. So yeah. and that's that has a pretty big backyard. So kids, kids are enjoying their life even in COVID. They are working from home. They are working uh, online, yeah. but they are having fun of their life. They say that the teachers are pretty good here. <laughs> they like how they uh, interact with, with their students, the environment they have in the school. It, it, it's crazy how they haven't even actually gone to school here. They're just doing virtual schooling and they're enjoying it so much. Yeah. Imagine when they actually go to school 
and, exactly. and interact with the teachers and students and have that real schooling environment. Absolutely. That's going to be a game changer for them, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And funny story, I think the younger ones started crying when you said that yeah. you would take them back to India. So yeah, so, so it was initial of two months yeah. down the line. I was feeling like a little homesick and I just asked him that, would you like to go back? Yeah. And he started crying, right? <laughs> it's crazy how fast kids adjust. Eh? Their yeah. minds are so fresh and that's and, amazing. And actually, we don't see kids actually want to change and they embrace it pretty quickly. Yeah. And I would just tell it that way that my younger one, he didn't, he he, he never spoke that much in English in India. Mm-hmm. But he has come here and he's never been to school. But he now watches only English movies, right? Wow. And he... So, so, so they actually take on change pretty quickly and yeah. they like it. Definitely something to learn from, from, from little kids, their ability to change and adapt. So, uh, KG, uh, chime in on your experience about 10 to 15 years ago. We heard some stories about, you know, your vacations and going, going to university in India. So what's like some of the biggest lessons you learned in the 10, 15 years of your, of your life um, from your young adulthood, uh, young adulthood to having uh, kids and yeah, on this I would I would like to talk about my experience back in Canada when I came here before. Yeah. So, uh, when did you come back? Uh, I think you mentioned in uh, 2005. My, my my father took an immigration in business category in 2003. Okay. So we came here twice in 2003 and 2005. We went to Vancouver at that, that time, and I think we stayed there for about three four months each time. Yeah. But that was a pretty good learning experience. I think as a family we were not prepared to slug it out here. Hmm. Uh, uh, so uh, we came here half prepared. Uh, we came here half prepared. Uh, so the things didn't work out. Okay. But this time when I wanted to make a move, I I knew that I had experiences from my previous outing here. Yeah. That you got to burn the bridges you have in India because otherwise it's pretty obvious that you would always keep on thinking yeah. what you left behind. Yeah. So that experience played a huge role in me making this move and then uh, as you said that I was as I was saying that I was settled I had a job mm-hmm. I purposefully left that job my kids were studying in one of the best schools in Chandigarh mm-hmm. so we purposefully took them out from that school because it's it's pretty difficult to settle if you have uh, things to fall back in your home country exactly I'm not saying that mm-hmm. you shouldn't have a plan B but that plan B should be like a far-fetched plan you mm-hmm. should give at least two three years in this country uh, to, to, to settle, to slug it out, and then only I think uh, you'll be able to do what, what you want to do. So do you think you, you had a benefit of coming here once, kind of getting a taste for everything, and then going back to India? Yeah, I would say I was destined to come to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I would say that I, when I applied for this X-Percentage program, I had no clue that everybody was starting fresh, and it was mm-hmm. a pretty simple case for everybody. But for me, I was searching on Google everywhere that who all are the people who got the Canadian immigration, mm-hmm. left it and now want it again. And so I am one of the rarest person in that case that I... You got it twice. I got it twice. Some people don't even get it once. You got they, it twice. They don't get it once. That's amazing. Yeah. And then my previous experience uh, actually helped me to prepare better. My yeah. father also told me he shared his experience as to what things could have been done and what we didn't do. Yeah. And yeah, so I, we have prepared. I'm just eight months old here now in my, in my second <laughs> innings. But I know that uh, what eight, to expect. Eight-month-old Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to jump in here. I, I think all the stars aligned perfectly. Like, you know, right when you came here, um, you know, we, we were looking for a position at Falcon Law, you know, and hence why we hired you as a paralegal. Yeah. So I think everything worked out perfectly. You were destined to be in Canada. 
Absolutely. I am a strong believer that God has his own way of doing things and yeah. they fall into like perfect Lego block kind of uh, fitment whenever they they meant to be. Yeah. So I made a move. Uh, I'll just go back a little. Uh, my company um, wanted to uh, switch off some employees. So I got like a 12 month severance from there. Then I moved, make, made a move here. You guys were starting fresh with a new company. And I actually like this idea of a digital law firm. Yeah. So this actually enticed me that why not explore myself uh, with, in, in, in this industry yeah. and with such a firm which has a huge potential to grow. And it's not only about law, I think, which we, which we deal here. It's more about how do you learn? How do you get uh, accustomed to the new things in technology which are coming forward? Or yeah. what are the new ways of reaching out to the customers? So I think one of the days when the law firms were only a law firm. Mm-hmm. Now I think if you work in a law firm, uh, especially a digital law firm, it actually prepares you to take up any role in, in a corporate world. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the perspective I had. Plus, as they say, that it's never too late to become a lawyer. Yeah. So legal, I intend <laughs> to become a lawyer now. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Honestly, I just want to comment on the fact of uh, how good you're able to adapt. I mean, you started with engineering, then you went to customer retention with, with yeah. Vodafone. Yeah. Now you're working in law. Three very, very distinct areas that you've, you know, uh, you, you, you've been through all of them and that's just fantastic. Yeah, that's been, that's been great. To be honest, engineering, I didn't study that hard. Yeah. But I never heard the technical aspect. So why didn't you study hard? <laughs> Tell us about your college life. My college life was fun to life. So we got yeah. into a pretty good college and then we just switched off. Yeah. Uh, we just thought that this is the end of the world. We, we are secured for life, but that was wrong. Yeah. Uh, we have we had to uh, we had our ups and downs. Yeah, so college life is pretty good. I I spent like four years in Thapar College in Patiala. Okay. And I would not go into details. He, but he's yeah. smiling. He's had loads of fun there. We had loads of. There's fun. some things we can't disclose here. <laughs> <laughs> I learned all my good habits here, <laughs> which I've been carrying for the last twenty years. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. It's uh, one of the I think in life your young years, especially when you're in college or. It's, it's one of the most funnest times you'll ever have. Exactly. And um, so, KG, and know if our viewers know that the real estate market here in Ontario is probably insanely hot right now over the past year. Um, and you recently purchased a house. I know we said congratulations to you many times before. We'll say it again on camera. Thank you. So Congrats well, to KG for getting a house. Yeah, Honestly, it was uh, a big ordeal, which he's going to... We were there along the way. He's going to detail so, it right now. You know, we were daily just going on MLS, Zola, wherever we could yeah. find, find listings. So uh, what was your uh, mantra to buy a house in like such a hot market here in Ontario, especially the GTA? Because you looked everywhere from Brampton, Milton. Yeah, I looked at everywhere. Sorry. So I would put it like there's a mix of two, three things which worked in my favor. One is that I said that you, you got to have good friends in this country, mm-hmm. which I had the advantage of. So they guided me perfectly. You guys told me that uh, buying a house is the single most important thing you have to take out of your, of your way, mm-hmm. one way or the other. You do it now. There are people who are, who are thinking about buying a house for the last 10 years, but they're not able to do it. So I knew that there is never a good time to time the market. And in Canada, if you look at the last 20, 30 years, it's been growing on and on and on. Yeah. So what I did is that I, I, I just worked on a couple of things. Uh, I, I ensured that I have a good credit, which I would tell to everybody that when you come to Canada, you don't have a credit score. So you should ensure that you, you build up a good credit in the next six, seven months. You should work with a realtor, choose an area where you want to work upon and be persistent in your searches. 
to be honest i did nothing new nothing new i was just persistent i knew that i had to buy a house i had that in mind after every day in the evening i will go and check out few houses we'll spend me and my wife will spend entire weekends on searching the houses yeah. so i i went to like i, I just want to make houses, i right? just want to make a point there i think karn knows better geography <laughs> of the gta yeah. than than yeah. we do than me and uh, karn yeah. than me and kooner actually we got two karns here yeah. so there was no point flipping around i had a realtor working for me in milton and yeah. i had a realtor in, in brampton yeah. so i worked it that way so and i was religious in my approach we we searched for about 40 45 houses Yeah. So every, just just every, for the record, how many offers did you put out there, think, including the multiple offers that you gave on a single house? I think I would have put up like twelve, thirteen offers. Twelve, thirteen offers. Yeah. Wow, that's But that's as amazing. As you put across it, every offer you don't get, yeah. it increases the probability of getting a, another one, right? Exactly. So in total, yeah. you saw forty-five houses. Yeah, forty-five houses. I used wow. to see houses every day. Yeah. Every day after work, uh, on weekends, I would see like three, four of them in a yeah. day. Yeah, and actually, so even pandemic player role, right? Yeah. So everything was closed. Kids had nothing to do. Even even my kids have started telling me that Papa. Even they know about real estate. <laughs> you're putting like nine hundred thousand. It won't work for you. You should go above. <laughs> they they knew they knew what was coming. I, in this market, everybody's a real estate guru. I think. <laughs> yeah, in this yeah. market, every said everybody's a real estate guru, and this and Canada teaches you. That's yeah. why even if I look at young people, even if I you look at people in their teens, they have pretty good knowledge about real estate market. I'm mm-hmm. sure. This is one thing which, uh, which 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 people know here. Children know here that real estate is something which is an appreciating asset, mm-hmm. and it's it's a big thing to have equity in this country. Yeah, very. Yeah. Uh, so, what kind of helped you learn about the real estate industry? Which what did you do a lot of researching? Did you do a lot of studying? Yeah, I did lead a lot of researching. So my experience here in law firm also helped me as to how do you understand the offers, what goes into offer, what is a what what are the roles and responsibilities of a realtor how do you interact with them so so that role uh, that, that thing uh, played a role then I, i i would used to check an mls listing um do all kind of filters as to what kind of a house i am looking forward to and uh, then uh, go ahead and check check out those houses right so those things actually played a important role fantastic so um can you What was it like looking for a home in Ontario? I know you saw a variety of houses, some that you know me and Roz suggested, and I think Roz went to a few showings with you as well. But like, I know you saw like all types of houses, like semi houses, detached houses. What What was the experience like? You know, you you see somebody on the list, see it in person. It was a disappointing. Was it? Were you excited? I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, housing market in in this country is maddening. I yeah. don't know. This has been <laughs> always like this, but I have not never seen. This is like a roller coaster ride. Right? It was. Honestly. I have never seen something like that. A, At the end of seeing all those houses, there was a point where I, I used to tell my wife. Even I used to tell Raj as well. You used to be exhausted. This is one million dollars. You take it from me and buy a house. <laughs> I don't want to look at. Take house. take my money. <laughs> take the money. Take my. Like money. I remember, like I think even five ten years ago, like buying a house, you picked a few and then. You made a list and you put in offers and you usually got what you wanted. But yeah. here is now you like and a house. You would do under asking. Yeah, under sometimes fifty thousand dollars under asking, you would yeah. get the house. Because some houses were on the market for a while, but here is like even the houses they're they're beat up conditions and new work. People just don't going care. for like three hundred thousand over I, asking. I, I still remember when I came here. Your father was telling me that this is a pretty good house and it was listed for like eight fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Milton, and then I thought let's let's bargain for eight twenty or eight hundred so right. But then that house went up to nine twenty. 
Okay. And that was the starting when I started to realize that this market is going like 20-30% over the listing price. So that changes your whole mathematics because your mind is not accustomed to it. Exactly. In India, we would always underbid, right? Because yeah, in India, the property yeah. market has been down for like last five, seven years. I think years. bargaining there is, is here. But here, I think is the opposite where the prices are on purposely lower compared to what the true market value is. So I yeah. start using KG's approach as well. When I see a property, I'm looking at, like he told me the other day, the one we're looking at right now, 30% over. So it could be listed for whatever, but I assume their real price is 30% extra. Exactly. You gotta That's shoot first, ask bidding. questions later. Yeah, Like without even seeing it, we had the offer ready before I wanted to see it. So Honestly, I think it's, it's important market. for you to understand yourself, your needs as a buyer, what are, what are you looking forward to? Uh, are you looking for a detached house or yeah. a townhouse? What fits in your requirement five, seven years? Like if you have a family, you need kids. If you have a family, you, you don't. I, I remember we were looking for a few townhouses here, here as well in Mississauga. And then Ras told me that you will outgrow these houses in another five, seven years. Yeah. Because as kids and with COVID, I, you don't know about COVID, how long it stays. You need a big space to play around in the backyard as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty important. Just... Uh, Look at what I what do you want to uh, look at and uh, go for it. I guess yeah. in this market, whatever you get will will turn into gold eventually. So, would you have any kind of final advice to any you know new home buyers who may be coming from India or a different country and they don't know where to begin, they don't know where to look? What would you say to them? Yeah, my advice would be uh, in terms of assets. But I realize I'm just eight months old into this country, but uh, I would still say that uh, buying a car and buying a house are the two biggest assets which you will buy in this country. Mm-hmm. So you would have to take them. Car you would need because in, in Toronto, especially in winters, you would need your car to commute. You would need a driver's license. And secondly, the biggest thing is buying a home. I know that everybody would have their own financials and what kind of a house they want to look, they want a job, they want to secure a down payment. In my case, I was lucky that I got funded by my parents back in India. But definitely, I would say to uh, everybody that whenever you are ready to buy a house, you should not wait for it. Mm-hmm. There is never a uh, good time to time the market. So, that, so, yeah. so just go for it in, in this country, especially if you build that equity, then, uh, then, then uh, uh, you're, you're sorted out. You're sorted out in terms of uh, having that house, and then uh, you can go forward, build more houses. You'll be easy to get, it'll be easy to take a mortgage as well. Yeah, so go for it. J- just don't wait on it. So, KG, um, what did you expect the home buying process to be before you started? Like before, like when you before you looked at your first house, you might have the idea that we told you that the market is kind of crazy, but even if expected to be as crazy as it. So, what was your initial thoughts? Okay, hey, I found this house. You put an offer, how enthusiastic were you that you might get it or not? My initial thoughts was that it should be like a normal market. Even people say about it that uh, it's, it's, it's going pretty high. Yeah. But then I thought that there should be... Uh, because I had always this perception. I don't know, probably back in 2005, mm-hmm. there was a lot of inventory in the market and the prices were not as crazy. Yeah. So I thought Canada being a big country and immigrants not coming here, uh, uh, students not coming here. so there would be ample houses available mm-hmm. and you should be able to get a house uh, pretty quickly. But I don't know what changed. But it turned out to be a completely the, different the, story. <laughs> the real estate market is booming like anything. Yeah, I believe people are putting more money into real estate now. Maybe they're, they're a little scared that the normal businesses might not do that well in COVID. Given COVID-19, right? Or, yeah, so they don't know how other things I think with COVID too, a lot of people that have excess cash just sitting around, you know, you can't go out and spend it on experiences so they 
the character is keeping it there. Yeah, I feel it's a mix of two, three things. The mortgage late rates are low. People fear that the other businesses might not do well in future. Yeah, yeah. So real estate is actually the place to park your money, right? Mm-hmm. And really and this this has been proven that this is one of the safest investment in this country. Um, people are flipping houses. I've seen houses listed for like eight hundred, and then they do some renovation. It it goes above a mill. Now you without exactly. Remember the, <laughs> I think a month ago the house I showed you in Brampton mm-hmm. sold for. $890? Just wait it out. It $900. Three months later, I, th- I don't think they took possession of it. Or the day they took possession, flipped it around and without any renovations for $1.1. That's, That's absolutely crazy. insane. That's, That's insane. insane. Even, even the house which, which I bought had like 15 offers. Yeah. And I, I, I just gave up everything there. I, I think you were determined and, you know, you're really focused on getting a house and, you know, and you ended up securing yeah, that deal. it just worked out. I think uh, I was determined. We put in a good offer. We were in top three and then I moved ahead. That's about it. It's like a bidding game. Great. So, so Karn, uh, tell us this. So, you've bought your, your first house in Canada. Uh, what does your property investing future look like now? Um, Do you want to buy any, I guess, investment properties, anything, you know, maybe an extra rental home or something like that? For sure. In this country, uh, your title is one of the most secure. So I would like to move money from India and yeah. I have few properties in India as well. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, I also, my wife also plans to work. I'm working with you guys. So we want to move ahead in life and definitely investing in real estate is one of our top most agenda. Great. So K- uh, KG, you finally found, found a home. Yeah, I know you're excited. I, I found a home. I don't yeah. know if I was yeah. too quick for myself. No, it's, it's a very nice house. <laughs> People tell me that we haven't we haven't been able to do it in the last five years. Yeah, being migrants who came are my friends. Yeah, but I don't know. I did it in the last eight I, months. I think you achieved a big feat. You know, eight months into your journey yeah. here, you got I a think job. The first home is like. Yeah. It's a foundation. Yeah. Once you get it, you get it. I just want to point out that Karn, in his first eight months into a new country, completely new country, you know, thousands of miles away, he secured a job, he got a vehicle, uh, he got a home, his family settled here. So that's honestly amazing. It shows your determination. So, you know, I, I understand it's probably difficult for you as well in your family, but, you know, you've made a fantastic transition. Yeah. And we're all proud of you. No, I would say that uh, in Canada, everything works perfectly well if you're determined. Then things will eventually fall in place. Right. So what would you say to the newcomers who are coming from India who are very nervous, don't know what to expect? I mean, obviously, in terms of real estate, in terms of just family life, uh, the culture here, do you have any general comments for them? Uh, I would just say one thing. uh, In this country, you should take one thing at a time. Don't be overwhelmed that there are so many things to do. You have to uh, do a driver's license. You have to buy a car. You have to buy a home. Just take one step at a time. And everything works out. You just have to give time, uh, be determined in whatever you want to do, give you 100% efforts in that, mm-hmm. and things will eventually turn out. Obviously, even if you move cities within India, within Canada, it'll be it'll be it'll, it'll take time for you to adjust. Here, you're moving from one country to another. Moving from anything is yeah. is a big shift, right? So, like even for us, uh, we got the office here in Mississauga. We live in Brampton. Our life, I kind of feel like I have two lives. Yeah. Like in Mississauga, I, over the past few years, I know so much about it. Like streets, I, I feel like second home. You know, Brampton's home where I go to sleep, but yeah. you kind of know the city, the streets, and like even like the people and stuff, right? Like they kind of have a different attitude. And I've always noticed that. Like I think people in Brampton have a different attitude. I love Brampton. Yeah. But Mississauga has its own like kind of swagger to it as well, which is, is I like it though. You know, you go to Toronto, is different. Yeah. 
So yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I can't imagine moving countries though. That exactly. It's a big. So, it's a big culture shock. Big you know, just everything's yeah. different, right? And so, kudos to you, Karn, for making that big transition with your family too. And kudos to you guys as well. You guys helped me. Uh, and I would say that make friends in this country. Yeah. And relationships are pretty important. Yeah. And that's the way to go. One one big thing I learned from KG is that you never you can never tell when someone's from a different country and the experiences they have how how much you can relate to them from you from where you grew up, mm-hmm. right? This is life experiences. It might be in a different context, but the lesson is the same. And I think you should meet with more people, the better, especially with COVID, we can't do that. But um, today's Friday, one thing we're planning on doing, hopefully COVID goes away soon, having Falcon Friday. So we like to bring people on, maybe I like an open forum podcast, you know, just exactly and uh, great, uh, do more great things. Fantastic. Okay, guys, should we wrap it up? Yeah, it looks like uh, that's all for today. Um, what, we have some good ideas brewing up for uh, future episodes. So we'll get more into the whole entrepreneurship, you know, the left, the life lessons, the, the hardships. We'll talk about those kind of things. And we just want to thank KG for coming on the podcast. Big thank ups you. to him. You, you know, he, he he took his time out. He's a to very be a, busy man. Very busy something. guy. You know, he's closing real estate deals, yeah. putting offers, doing all these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to him. And he's going to be a constant feature on our podcast going forward. Yeah. So, you know, consider him a part of our podcast. You will be seeing from him. So you know, watch this podcast over and over and get to know them. And if you guys have any questions, concerns, uh, shoot us a DM, uh, call us, message us, whatever you want. And we look forward to speaking to you and seeing you on the next episode. So peace out from the Power Circle Project. Also, Cheers, guys. Uh, uh, also another note that um, if you guys have any new ideas or questions, um, well, we didn't really set up our Instagram page pro- uh, properly on the first episode. We kind of just went and just uploaded it. So we don't know. We know the video got about 250, 300 views, but we don't really know the analytics. But now it's set up. Uh, but if any of any questions or suggestions, uh, be feel free to DM us. Uh, we'll we'll get an email account running soon too. So if you anonymously want to send us emails or feedback, you're, you're more than open to. And uh, we hope to grow this podcast, um, you know, together and with you guys as well to make it a big, you know, big power circle that exactly. everyone can learn and grow from. And so, for, for all newcomers as well, if you need any advice on buying a new home, um, how to look for it, how to look in the offers, what goes into that stuff. Call KG, the offer machine. Call me. <laughs> That's I should it. be more than willing to help you out. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, everyone. Uh, have a good, uh, good weekend if you're seeing this on Friday. And catch you guys next time. Peace out from the Power Circle.